Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination founded by Bishop Dacuid Mills with over 1,500 branches worldwide. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. Amen. Well, tell your neighbor the pie is not over yet. Hallelujah. And it's in fact testimony time. Testimony say. Amen. Let me say something. I'm learning a new testimony dance. So when you come next week, it's gonna be a new testimony dance. So make sure you're here next week with two friends. Amen. Amen. Without further ado, I want you to clap your hands and welcome our sister, Shayla. I was trying to hide, sorry. <laughs> um, my name is Taylor and I'm in the film stars. Amen. Um, so yeah, I want to share with you guys my testimony. Um, really, the test in my testimony began at university. So prior to that, I've actually been brought up in a really strong, good Christian home. And my mum was actually really strict, so I wasn't really allowed to go out much. So, you know, uni, freedom, trouble. (laughs) So really and truly, when I went to uni, I wasn't, like, trying to lose God, but I wanted to have fun, isn't it? So I ended up going after that route. And it just started off really, like, going to parties here and there, you know, drinking, smoking. Um, And it was more started off on a social way, but... In Galatians 6, 8, it says that when you, <laughs> when you sow to please the flesh, you reap destruction. And that's, that's all I can say. That is actually what happened. Like, things escalated so quickly where from smoking socially, I was smoking all the time on my own. Just, it just became a part of my lifestyle, drinking. And then to make matters worse, I had to meet a Kobe Jean. Oh. It's worse. <laughs> Literally, like, I was paying so much attention to, you know, trying to have fun, partying, smoking, everything. Like, already my school back, schoolwork was falling off. Then when I met this guy, months down the line, I found out he had a girlfriend, so... <laughs> yeah, like, it was just crazy. By the end of my second year I was literally heartbroken lost trust lost hope I was just like 
I was basically failing uni and I just wanted to just give up. And that's the thing with the flesh is when you're led by your flesh, it doesn't care for you. It doesn't care that, it didn't care that my heart was broken because I still kept going back even though I was just breaking, breaking. So, <laughs> so yeah, like by the end of my second year, I had given up. I said I wasn't going to go back to uni anymore. I just, it wasn't for me. I had just created this huge mess and I just had no idea how I was going to get out of it. So I remember I was in Brixton with my friend and I met Vera, Ade and Brian. They were outreaching. Yeah, like, and I remember they came to speak to me and in my head I was just thinking like, wow. I was just so, I was shocked to see young people like really being courageous to come and speak to me about Christ. So just out of pure respect, I gave Vera my number. I actually didn't intend really to come to church or anything like that. But I remember she was really nice. She was always messaging me, telling me, you know, I should come. And it actually wasn't that I didn't want to come. I was actually willing to come. But every Sunday, it's like I found an excuse why I couldn't make it. Like... (laughs) I'm... Like, literally, it was so bad. Like, one time, I actually, I was on the bus. I came out from the 68 at Russell Square, ready to come. And something just came over me, and I just couldn't come. I just felt like I was scared, everything like that. And I turned back. Yeah, so literally, she kept inviting me. But towards then, like, for the whole of last year, sorry, this is when it was, I never ended up coming. But towards the end of my summer, I realised I have to go back to uni. Like, there's no really other option. I need to finish what I started. But I knew that the way that I'd started, it couldn't continue. So I knew that I needed God. Like, I wouldn't be able to finish Virgie without him. So slowly, I just tried, you know, to get back on track with God, started seeking him more instead of, like, turning to smoking or drinking or to that guy when I felt down or when I felt some type of way. I just tried really trying to run to God this time. And by the grace... God has just taken me so far, you don't even understand. I'm just so thankful that he saved me. And then, so, yeah, so January times, I remember, um, funnily enough, I kept bumping into Aisha's free more, like, at uni. And then we had actually gone to First Love in Northampton together. But like I said, I was too busy trying to have fun that I missed my blessing, you know what I mean? So she was just moving so zealous for God. I was just like, wow. And she was just like telling me, you know, I should come back and everything like that. And I was kind of, you know, two ways. I was just like embarrassing. I've left. How can I come back? But, you know, I actually did go with her. And LPS May was just so lovely. So it really kept me coming back. And then that's how I ended up coming to joint services, yeah? Bishop. blessed I was so blessed like I left the service I was like yes like we was messaging me am I gonna come for the Sunday service I was like yeah I'm there what that Sunday did I not come up with another excuse but thank God Vera messaged me this long message it's like you know not to be I hope I don't offend you but sometimes the enemy can use distractions to stop you from coming to church so I was like, wow, like, I never actually deeped it that this was actually the enemy working against me. <laughs> sorry, I never understood, I never understood. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so I came, 
And after that Sunday, I just made the confirmation like, yes, this is my church. And, you know, the reason why I love First Love so much is because in um, School of Solid Foundation, one thing that stuck with me that they said is that the foundation you build for your salvation is very important. If you build it and there are cracks, when temptation comes, you're going to fall away. But in this church, we are blessed that they provide us with the right bricks to build that foundation. <laughs> listen, when they tell you to listen to podcasts and they're telling you to read books, when you're listening to this, listen, the preaching that we get, you really gain wisdom, knowledge and understanding. It's not a joke. You gain the main principles that you need in order to have a good relationship with God so I would definitely encourage you if I from taking the advice from listening to the preaching from having pastors that you can basically 24-7 counsel you know you can message them your problems when you're stressing out and it's just it's a wonderful family to be a part of and you'll remain grounded because this summer there's been so many temptations that I've still come across but by the grace I'm still standing here and I haven't looked back wow wow amen I know there's one or two or ten of you that can relate to that testimony and you have a current Kobe-G in your life. Amen. If you stick around in the church, Kobe-G, he will vanish soon. Amen. Now, we want to hear some anointed music. He wants to hear some beautiful singing. And I want you to clap your hands and welcome my sister, Marcella. Oh, oh, oh. 
me, gave me brand new heart, only you, the only one who won my heart today. And I wanna do all I can just to serve you, surrender my life just for you, the only one who won my heart today. Let me tell you now, all that's on my mind. No one ever chose me, and no one liked me much. Yet you liked me, Lord. Yet you chose me, Lord. And so with my life, I will serve you, Lord. This is how I will say thanks. Oh, 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 and you turned me inside out and you changed me. Gave me brand new life, only you. The only one who won my heart today. I want to do all I can just to serve you. Surrender. Only one who won my heart today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Lord, I have followed other dreams.
just wanna talk to you about heaven when we finish here our lives are history i just wanna talk about how it's gonna be jesus you and me in eternity the winner takes the crown those who run the race those who trust in him those who do his will i just want to talk about the crowns we're gonna wear when we finish here and we get up there i just wanna share about the crown of righteousness he gives to all of those who look for his return the winner takes it all those who overcome walk the streets of gold in glory victory so will you overcome all the tests and trials will you lay aside all the sin and weight i just want to talk about the crown of righteousness he gives to all of those who look for his return I want to give my all strive to wear that blessed crown it is a great reward from our lord and king the winner takes it all those who overcome walk the streets of gold in glory So will you overcome all the tests and trials? Will you lay aside all the sin and waste? I want to see you there in that beautiful mansion. A mansion built for you by your Lord and King. You must wear your crown, overcome temptation, and you will wear a crown, a crown forevermore. The winner takes it all. Those who Walk the streets of gold in glory victory So will you overcome all the tests and trials Will you lay aside 
to send Go anywhere, do anything Whatever the cost may be I'll be there If you need someone to feed the sheep If you need someone to care for them Someone to show them love I'll be there I'll be there when you call for me There will be no delay There will be no excuses You will hear me say to you Here I am Send me Someone to talk to them If you need someone to counsel them Someone to share the word I'll be there If you need someone to pray all night If you need someone to fast Someone to stand in the gap I'll be there I'll be there when you call for me There will be no delay There will be no excuses You will hear me say to you Here I am To win the soul And lead them to Jesus I'll be there I'll be there I'll be there Whenever you need someone
just call my name and I'll be there Wow Amen You'll be there I said you'll be there I said you'll be there Hallelujah. Well, I believe we've come to a pivotal part of the service. Amen. I believe that your life is about to be affected. And I believe that God is about to make you ten times better. Amen. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? I don't think some of you are at the back. I don't know if you're here. Did, do you believe it? Do you believe it? What about you? Do you believe it? You believe then I want you to stand to your feet with shouts of Jesus' joy and welcome our very own Bishop Richard Ayi. Okay, let us pray. Father, we thank you for a blessed time. Thank you for this opportunity we have to be in your presence. Thank you for the sweet anointing and the sweet presence of your Holy Spirit that influences us and affects our lives, Lord, as you will and as you please, Lord. Teach us today. Bless us today, Lord. Guide us in your Holy Word. Let the Holy Scriptures come alive to us, Lord. And may we be blessed because we came. Thank you, Father. Your name be glorified and your name be praised. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Is that your best amen? Amen. God bless you. Take your seats. Hallelujah. Well, we are sharing on the sweet influences of the anointing. Hallelujah. So, I want to continue right from that point. The sweet influences of the anointing that is the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit when we talk about the anointing we are talking about the Holy Spirit because the Bible says in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38 how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit isn't it how he anointed him with the Holy Ghost and with power he anointed him with it the substance that was used to make uh, there's a humming sound right here who will turn it off um, the substance that was used to um, make Jesus or to describe Jesus as anointed you understand something was applied on him and after the application he was called or described as anointed. And the substance, the substance that was used on him was the Holy Ghost and power. Hallelujah. So when we talk about the anointing, it's the effect of the Holy Ghost and power on your life. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand? It's like um, someone says that... Um, you smell nice. Then you say, I use cocoa butter. <laughs> Do you understand? 
So the thing that is making you smell nice is cocoa butter. So cocoa butter and the nice smell are the one and the same thing. The effect of the cocoa butter on your skin is the nice smell. So the effects of the Holy Ghost on your life is what makes us say that you are anointed. You shall be anointed. <laughs> so how God anointed where's Jillian? Okay. How how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. He anointed him. He anointed him with the Holy Ghost and with power. The effect of putting the Holy Ghost on someone makes the person become anointed. So, the more anointed you are, it means the more of the Holy Ghost you have in your life. So, we are talking about the sweet influences of the anointing. Hallelujah. Do you like it? Do you like our subject? That we are talking about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Amen. I said amen. Amen. You'll be very anointed. On all areas of the sort of sweet influences. Because it has different influences on our lives. He hasn't just got one influence. Perhaps we are we only used to Acts chapter one and verse eight. Isn't it? Isn't it? But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem. So it's like it's like this is the first experience that we have of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes upon us, we become witnesses, and then we begin to speak in tongues, isn't it? Then we have the speaking in tongues effect. But there, there are other influences, influences of the Holy Spirit. That the more, the more you have, the more effect he has on your life and on different areas of your life. When you see an anointed person, one of the things that is difficult to tell is his temperament. You see how people, you see people walking around saying that I'm choleric, I'm melancholic, I'm phlegmatic, I'm sanguine, I'm this, I'm that. It, it, it actually, it's actually sometimes a reflection of um, how unaffected you are by the Holy Spirit. Because the more the Holy Spirit takes over your life, your phlegmatism disappears. And your cholerism also disappears. We see more of an anointed person. We see more of someone operating and being led by the spirit than someone who is saying that, I asked for me, I'm sanguine. I, I, had, I had a meeting with some guys once. I just, I just said they should introduce themselves. I've not asked about temperament or anything. <laughs> Do you understand? The one of them just stands up. I remember him, some short bearded boy. <laughs> Yeah, the young people like to leave their beard so that they look older. Yeah. When you see beard, it means the person is young. Yeah. (laughs) 
is one of the attempts of boys to become men. Is to grow a beard. And when, when ladies get to 40, they cut their hair. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> but you didn't know. So when, you're, when you're my friend and you turn 40, you're a lady, you turn 40, I'll, I'll advise you, don't cut your hair. As soon as you cut it, we'll, we'll know your age. We'll know that you've, you've arrived there. They all cut their hair at 40. And boys grow beard to look like men. Boys to men. <laughs> Have you dipped it? <laughs> what was I saying? What was I saying? Yeah, temperament. So when the Holy Spirit takes over, you'll see that it affects the different areas of your life. Affects your your personality, temperament, different things. It has different effects. It has sweet influences. It has several effects on your life. It doesn't just take over one the side. That's why sometimes you see someone in church and the person is does something very terrible. And then people who don't understand Christianity will start saying that. And he says he goes to church. He said, yes, he says you go to church. Yes, he goes to church. Yes. Yes, he, yes, he goes to church. Yes, he does. He's now being influenced by the Holy Spirit. When he's influenced by the Holy Spirit, he will grow out of it. So instead of making yourself um, a judge, uh, condemning people, allow people, allow people to be influenced by the Holy Spirit. This character that they have, they'll soon drop out of it. Amen. Soon they'll change. Amen. You see, they're different. You say, is this the same person? It's the same person. But the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit has now taken over. So if you remember what you were like. How many of you remember what you were like? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even now. There are still remnants, isn't it? Have a few remnants and a few, you know. A few signs here and there. But God has helped you. He's brought you this far. He's helped you. He's helped. I mean, you can say he's he's still working. You are like work in progress. Let's send someone in in criticize you. Tell the person, look, I beg you, I'm work in progress. If you are perfect, tell the person that you are work in progress. And you will get there. You get there. Gradually, you get there. It's better to be on the road than to be off the road and saying that those on the road are hypocrites. Those on the road are traveling. You, you are not traveling. You are running commentary. You become a commentator. You are saying all these people go to church. Yes, all these people go to church. Jesus said that he came to die for those who are lost. He came to die for, he came to seek the lost and the sinners. That is why he came. 
the bad boys and girls, bad boys, bad boys. Yeah. We will have more bad boys and girls. They will be influenced by the Holy Spirit. They will change. Oh. Just invite them. Don't say, oh, this one is a bad. She, she's too bad. She's not too bad. She should come. The Holy Spirit will meet her here. See yourself changing. Isn't it? Yeah, see yourself changing. You don't even recognize yourself. See yourself speaking in tongues. You'll be saying to yourself, hey, is this me? That I'm speaking in tongues at this time of the day. Usually at this time of the day. Are you encouraged? So, today you want to take one aspect, another aspect of your life. We talk about the sweet influence of where and where and where. Sweet influence of what? The types, I mean the types of whatever. And then what else do we talk about? Stirring up. Is that all you have? Influence on your knowledge of God, isn't it? Influence on your knowledge of God. Your knowledge of God. You shall know God better. Amen. You shall know him deeper. Amen. Just as when you have some friends. Have you noticed when you have a particular friend, you live in a particular world. Because that person introduces you to some people. You get to know some people. And you, go to, you get to walk in, some, in a certain world, you know. You just walk in a certain world. Like I came to, I came to church today. I've heard some, some language, some word. Deeped. Is it deeped? Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no such language in, my, in where I come from. There's nothing like that. I, 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 if I'm talking to my wife and, and I say, do you deeped? <laughs> If you're not if you're not careful, she'll she'll ban me from coming to church. Have you dipped it? Have you dipped it? I, I decide well, what are you saying? Her immediate response will be, hmm, these people, they are affecting your English. They are destroying your grammar. Have you dipped it? Yes, but it's the, the world you live in. It's, it's just, it just guides you on a certain road. It just guides you on a certain road. That's why there's an old English saying that show me your friend and I'll show you your character. One of the things you should never make the mistake about is um, to see a beautiful girl with a muchacha boy and say, and say that Oh, this nice girl, why is he doing that? No, she's the same. Don't be fooled by the smoothness of her face. No, she's the same. Have you dipped it? <laughs> she's the same. Amos 3 3. It's the Bible. The Bible says two cannot work together unless they agree. Yeah. It's when, it's when you are young and inexperienced 
And you'd say, oh, this beautiful girl. Look at the company she's following to. Look at this type of guy she's following. No, 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 no. She just has a a pretty face. Apart from pretty face, there's something called character. What's her character like? What's her nature like? How does she think? Beauty doesn't mean sense. So, today, 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 I'm talking about the sweet influence, influences of the anointing on your level of intelligence. On your level of intelligence. Do you want the Holy Spirit to affect your intelligence? He will affect your intelligence. So. Go write a few things. This is just we write notes, okay? I hope you are not sending messages on your phone. Because during the singing and things, I saw a lot of people sending messages on their phones. Okay, which is quite inappropriate. All right, so intelligence is defined as the capacity for learning, reasoning, and understanding. That's the definition of intelligence. So intelligence is, is defined as what? The capacity. That is, capacity is like your ability or your strength. Capacity, capability. So it's, your, it's, your, it's like your ability to learn. Your ability to do what? Reason. And I believe to understand that's your intelligence. There's a, there, are, there are people that you can reason with. You can reason with. No matter how hard you try, it's like the person, some that is so clear, the person can't see it. So sometimes, or sometimes you sit, you sit in, a, you sit in a, what do you call that place where you, you learn a, a classroom, a lecture room. You are taught and taught and taught over and over and over. You are not getting it. How many of you have been there before? You are not. You weren't get, You weren't getting it at the time. It's, 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 it means that your capacity for that subject is limited. It's small. Your capacity for learning, reasoning, and understanding. But the Holy Spirit shall affect your intelligence. When, you know, when you have to repeat yourself. Well, one of the things that I've noticed intelligence with a small... Uh, work that I have to do, the people that I have to lead, you know, I have, I find myself in a position where I give instructions, you know, I, I tell people, do this, let's do this, we're doing this, you, you see some people, you have to say it many times, it's all a reflection of the person's intelligence, it's like the same thing, you have to say it, then you say it again. Next time, you see the person talking about it as though this is the first time they are hearing of it. It's like, wow, it's like, okay, we have to intensify this. And you'll be wondering, I mean, when we're talking about it, where was the person? 
Where was the person? I mean, where? Where? I mean, it's just amazing. Is it amazing? Is it fantastic? Is it wonderful? Yeah. <laughs> so what, when you have to, you say you are dealing with someone who can't absorb the information. You're giving it for the person can't take the information in or can't interpret the information in the correct way. The accurate interpretation of data. (laughs) The person can't do it. So you say it, you say it, you say it. The next thing you have to do is you have to change the person because you are dealing with someone who is not intelligent. If you are not careful, you call the person stupid. If you're not careful, you call someone stupid. You say you are, you are being stupid. Because what you have been told to do, you are doing the exact opposite. Is that not stupidity? Shabbos. You will never be stupid. I said you will never be stupid. You will be super intelligent. Super intelligent. That is who you will be. I came to church today to take away every cloak of stupidity and to put on you the cloak of intelligence, the cloak of wisdom, the cloak of understanding. Receive it. So, very quickly. Are you wearing the cloak of intelligence? Have you seen at graduation, there's a gown that you wear. It's a gown of intelligence. It's like, I've been there. I've overcome. I have conquered. Here I am. Do you, do you have matriculation in this country? Do you have matriculation? You don't have a ceremony for matriculation. You have matriculation and you wear the gown as well. Yes, matriculation, you wear the gown. And then graduation, you wear the gown. Matriculation is a ceremony to enter into a university to prove your admission. The dictionary's definition for matriculation is a prerequisite for the entrance to the entrance of university. It's something that is required. It's a it's something that you do before you enter. It's like now you've been you are registered as a full member of the college or the university. It's called matriculation. Okay, yes. And it's a ceremony, you wear the gown. The hat, everything. Then you file around. I mean, it's the same. It's the same as graduation. You shall go to a good uni. <laughs> if you haven't been already. <laughs> so anyway, I was telling you that when you see, when you see someone in that thing, 
either at matriculation, the person is saying that it's wearing something that is showing that look, I have I have some intelligence. I have some brains. On secular matters, this is secular issue, secular things. I have some brains. I've overcome A levels. I'm about to take on engineering or something. The person is showing that then at the end, at graduation, the person is also wearing it again, saying that I have over, I have fought. I have battled. I have overcome. I have conquered. I have subdued. Tests of reasoning, understanding. I have overcome all. Here am I. So I'm, I'm wearing a gown of intelligence. You shall wear a gown of intelligence. You will never be denied that gown. You will wear it. And you will wear a spiritual one as well. Of anointing and intelligence. When we see you, we will see marks of intelligence. Marks of intelligence. So there are four pillars of intelligence that I want to discuss quickly. Four pillars of intelligence. Um, pillar number one. Are you ready for the four pillars? Pillar number one is knowledge. Number two is wisdom. Number three is understanding. And number four is the fear of the Lord. These are the four pillars of intelligence. So today we are talking about the four pillars of intelligence. You shall be intelligent. Now, pillar number one is knowledge, isn't it? So, why why is the Holy Spirit going to influence your knowledge because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of knowledge Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 2 it says that and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him the spirit of wisdom spirit of understanding spirit of counsel spirit of might and the spirit of knowledge so one of the manifestations of the holy spirit is knowledge knowledge the holy spirit has different manifestations and all the manifestations are, are important when i say manifestations what i mean is manif- to manifest is is to show to show is that how it shows itself how it shows uh, different that, that's why it, in um, uh, medical sciences they study symptoms and signs you do you do 80% of the diagnosis yourself anytime you go and see your, your GP because the GP doesn't, doesn't have the gift of word of knowledge so you tell him this place is pink and then at 9pm it goes red and then by 4am it goes blue and then it really hurts it doesn't make me sleep. You are, what, you are, what you are explaining, you are giving the GP symptoms 
of a particular problem, then he will tell you that what you are describing, this is what is called. And because it's called this, this is what you use to treat it. Do you understand? So you do, you do about 80% of the work. And then the 20%, he will tell you the name of it because that's where you are, you're a lay person. You don't know what it is. Yeah, you are ignorant. Not even lay. You're actually ignorant. Yeah. So you just say, what you're what you saying is called this, is this, so do this. The other day, someone said they had a burn and they were putting hot water on it. Do you see? So, so I, I, had to, I had to find a page on how to treat burns because it's a lay person who has a burn and putting hot water. I was wondering, I asked, who is your, who is your nurse? Which nurse gave you this advice? Hot water on the pen. <laughs> anyway, so I'm explaining to you. So the Holy Spirit has different ways of appearing. Different ways of appearing. Like different diseases have different ways of appearing. Some will appear as a rash. Some will appear as a, a colored eyes, colored tongue, a, a high temperature. They, they have different ways of appearing. Some will appear as a cough. There are different types of coughs. Chesty coughs, dry coughs, all of these things have different meanings. And then you see there are some coughs that don't seem to be going. It's always, except for a long time. I don't want to frighten you, but those ones, you need prayer. (laughs) When you hear someone for a long time, (coughs) it sounds like it's nothing. But when you live with a person, you will notice that there's a problem. Because for a long time, some, it's, like, it's like it's nothing. It's not one of those chesty, phlegmy coughs. You know, chesty coughs, the phlegm. So you call, <coughs> you are clear, the phlegms are coming. No, it's, it's, it's just... <coughs> the person is always reacting. There's a reaction in the throat. <coughs> you shall not have such a cough. Are you not impressed with my understanding of medicine? Yeah. My pastor is a doctor, so I should understand a few things. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the thing that I'm saying, that's it. <laughs> Look, the Holy Spirit also has different presentations of itself. And each one is important. That's what I need you to understand. Each one is important. Every part of a lion is a lion. Did you know that? Will you say the nose of a lion is not a lion? It's a lion. Or the tail. It's a lion. The lion is lying there. And then the tail of the lion. Is it not a lion? It's a lion. If I go and play with it, I say I'm playing with the tail. You you are playing with a lion. You're not playing with the tail of a. You are playing with a lion. The lion is asleep. There you go. You are stroking the lion's nose. They say, "Oh, I'm only playing with his nose." No, you are playing with a lion. So every part of a lion is a lion. Every part of the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. Every part of him is him. Every part of him is him. So when you see knowledge, wisdom, 
counsel, understanding, might. It is the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that you are dealing with. And you will discover that perhaps you don't have certain aspects of him. And you have some aspects of him. So you have to reach out for everything. So you have everything. So you have everything. So you have everything. So he is knowledge because the scripture describes as the spirit of knowledge. Spirit of knowledge. Okay. So now how does he influence your knowledge? Are you there? The, the main way to see that he's influencing your knowledge is to look out for certain characteristics. Because you've gained, you see, you can gain knowledge. There are different types of knowledges. But it is not, it is not from the Holy Spirit. You've been, you've been going to school for many years, or at least for some years. You've received knowledge, but it's not knowledge of the Holy Spirit. So it doesn't have a certain effect on you. The knowledge you, you received hasn't got certain characteristics. Do you understand? The knowledge from your lecturer. I had lecturers. I had a lecturer who taught me quantum mechanics. One taught me calculus. One taught me statistics. One taught me, um, what? No. (laughs) Uh, Complex algebra, abstract algebra, numeric analysis, complex analysis. um, What are the things? Different, Different things. We're taught different things. Do you understand? But none of these things increased the influence of the Holy Spirit in my life. None. None of them. None of them. So it's not all the knowledge or the knowledges that is from the Spirit. So which one is from the Holy Spirit? So you have to know that when you start gaining, when the Holy Spirit starts affecting the knowledge, influencing you, your influence, your knowledge, that's the pillar, the pillar of intelligence. That is what you know. Knowledge is what you know. The facts you have, the data you have, the data you are made up of is the knowledge that you have. So when it starts influencing, it comes with some characteristics. What are those characteristics? Second Peter. Second Peter chapter chapter one. Are you there? Verse one says that what? Simon Peter, servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Verse two. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Through the knowledge of God. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. Comes to you as you start to gain the knowledge that is from the Holy Spirit. Grace and peace. You see grace in the person's life and you see peace 
You see peace. So sometimes you can see you can see people get this one, this one lacks the Holy Spirit. He's not peaceful. He hasn't got peace. And then even the grace is also not there. So he said, grace and peace be multiplied. You will see the multiplied effects of grace and peace in your life as you increase in the knowledge of the Holy Spirit begins to influence the knowledge that you have of God and from God. See, grace and peace. Grace and peace be multiplied. May you have grace and peace. Check your neighbor and check their eyes, okay? Then, Verse 3, it says that according to his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge of him that has called us. So the, the third characteristic is that he affects our lives. He has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So the knowledge, the influencing power of the Holy Spirit on your knowledge gives you all things that pertain to life and godliness. So he will teach you how to live. And he will teach you how to be godly. He will show you how to live. How to be successful. How to do well. How to be rich. How to prosper. How to marry. How to work. And then he will teach you also how to be godly. Because there are people who know how to live, but they don't know how to be godly. And there are people who also know how to be godly, they don't know how to live. But the Holy Spirit will teach you all things, everything that is related to life, that is things that pertain to, that is things that are related, associated, concerns, life and godliness. Life and godliness. It is the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that will bring it. To bring it to you. Life and godliness. So you have, you have the, fir- the first one was what? Verse 2. You have grace. You have peace. Being multiplied. It will be multiplied. Grace and peace will be multiplied. It will be multiplied. And then secondly, you will learn all things. All things that pertain to life and godliness. How to live. And how to be godly. He'll be there to teach you. He shall teach you. He shall teach you all things. That's his work. He will teach you all things. He will teach you. If, if you will be open. And accept him in your life. He will teach you all things. He will be your teacher. He will be your teacher. He will be your teacher. Before any man speaks. You will discover that he has spoken to you already. You discover what is what you are being told. The Holy Spirit has told you already. It won't be conflict. There will be no conflict and no strife and fight. 
when you have the Holy Spirit and he's teaching you about life and godliness. Sometimes the things you don't like or the things you are hiding or the things you are uneasy about. It is the Holy Spirit that is actually teaching you that this thing is not appropriate. It is the Holy Spirit. It's not, it's not, there's no, there's no problem. Nobody, you know, sometimes people can ask, you know, the pastors, people can ask the pastor very interesting questions. And what you're asking the pastor, he's not a magician. I'm not a magician. I'm not a magician. Is it the text that you end up with, with, with what do you think? Have you seen those texts that you send long one that you end up with? What do you think? What can I think? The reason why having reply, it's not that it's not that what you said is nonsense or no, it's it's, it's none of those. You're not silly, you're not stupid. It's just that I can't think because there is nothing to think about. What you're asking me, I don't know anything about it. As I'm reading, it's the first time I'm seeing. So you say, What do I think? There's nothing to think. Perhaps the only thing I think I can think is thank you for telling me. Thank you for telling me. Check your friend's eyes again. Okay. Keep checking. You have to be checking your friend's eyes again. You have to be your brother's keeper. But the Holy Spirit... Maybe sometimes you are trying something, you don't have peace, but you can see that you are trying. You, you want there to be peace. You wish you could buy peace to add it to it. How many of you have been there before? You wish you could buy some peace. There is no peace. See, but the knowledge of the Holy Spirit will give, will give you what? Grace and peace. As you are doing, you know there is no peace, but you are pressing. You are pressing. You are forcing peace to come. Peace that... You can't buy peace. You can't buy peace. It's the whole, it's the knowledge, the working of the Holy Spirit that will bring peace to you. Yeah. It's not what Bishop will say. It's not what Bishop thinks. You have the Holy Spirit. You're fighting for peace. (laughs) Fighting for peace. You are fighting to get peace. If there's anything that history would have taught the world, is that we don't learn from history. Because yeah. we always have wars. And we come back to square one. We fight, 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 fight. They come back to square one. Then we start fighting again. And, and everybody that is fighting is saying that I'm fighting because I want peace. <laughs> everybody is fighting. I'm fighting because I want peace. It's not a paradox. We all sit here, sitting here quietly. I'm sitting here quietly. And I start thinking. I don't like people with glasses. <laughs> I don't like people with glasses. So, to have peace, I'm going to start fighting here. 
That's the first pillar. Second pillar. The second pillar is understanding. Understanding. To understand. Understanding is when you can find reasons for where you find yourself and what you're doing. The reasons. Understanding is your ability to grasp truths. It is the ability to comprehend and interpret what is being said. Understanding is also the inclination of a person to agree or to flow with an opinion. So when you're talking to someone, the person seems inclined. That is, the person seems more yielded to your opinion. It means that the person understands you. The person understands. The more people you have with understanding around you, the faster you are able to move. They're able to move faster. They're able to operate easier. Because the people have an understanding. So you're able to move with speed and greater speed. When there's not much understanding, there's a lot of explanations and a lot of debates and a lot of fights and a lot of back and forth because the person like the person or the people lack understanding. What they lack is understanding, which is a pillar of intelligence. No, watch when you have to be told something twice. Watch it. Mark it. If any time something has to be repeated to you, mark it. That your, your intelligence is in trouble. So, how does the Holy Spirit also have work on your understanding? We are becoming anointed. Amen. Proverbs chapter 1. Verse 5. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. And then a man of understanding shall attain, attain, attain unto wise counsels. I want you to treat wise counsels like a grade. Treat like an A star grade. So, a man of understanding shall attain unto A-stars. A-stars is for people with understanding. So, as soon as the Holy Spirit starts working on that pillar of understanding, you you become an A-star Christian. You attain unto wise counsel. That is, you begin to appreciate and reach out and walk in wise counsels because there are people when you give them counsel they don't appreciate it that is a fool but there's no fool here there are people when you give them advice 
counsel is advice. Then there are wise counsels. That is advice that is worse. So it's like wise advice is, is a higher grade for a fool or a simple-minded person. But a man of understanding, he's able to attain. It's like that is what he gets. He gets wise counsel. He gets wise counsel. He's not one of those people who will come back. After you've given them wise counsel, they'll come back and tell that you are not God. No problem. No problem. No problem. You are looking at a human being who is offering you advice. They're telling the human being that he's not God. Who is a fool now? Like when you become quiet. No, who has lo- who has lost their brains now? You shall attain unto wise counsels. You shall attain unto eight stars. It is it is for the person with understanding. To as soon as someone gains the spirit of understanding. The spirit of understanding. You remember the spirit of understanding? Isaiah 11 too. As long as you have the spirit of understanding, your level and your realms, are, it, it changes. It changes because now you are able to attain unto wise counsels. Wise counsels. You fellowship with wise people. You receive from wise people. You stop this teenager behavior of debates. Everything is a debate. Have you seen this book that everything is a debate? It's like, it's like a growing up hormone that some don't shed off fast. So you see, they've grown up with it and it's, it's like they still have it. I was, I was talking to a brother. Okay, I remember where. In a certain country. And he was arguing over the obvious. So I asked him, which secondary school did you go to? Because, you see, he's showing signs of someone who went to a certain secondary school in a country that I know of. In a country that begins with a G. And a city that starts with a C. And a school that starts with an M. I said, those people hardly ever grow out of their Childish, youthful behavior. Everything is like a debate. It's like, you know, we have to reason. We can't reason. Said, there are three dimensions to everything. So if you save this, it means this and therefore this. Then they become philosophical and therefore this. It's like them this, you know, create upset, upsets, upset situations that, you know, if this happens and then therefore this and this. So what do you think about this and that? Oh, you are lost. Why can't you just read your Bible and do it, what the Bible says? Arguments, plenty long, long, simple advice, simple advice, simple advice. You're going to uni. Your father says you go to uni. You're going to do dance. Your father says don't do dance. Who do you know who dances? Then you start. 
you know, in your days, maybe dancing wasn't important, but in my day now, dancing is very important. You know, I'm going to do some extended course in Las Vegas. And then when I finish in Las Vegas, I'm going to come down here and... You see, you see, you are actually a boy. You're a boy. You're a boy. You are a boy. You are so far from wise counsel. Wise counsel to give you a future. To give you a hope. (laughs) To give you a blessed future with riches. Coming to argue about dancing. How old are you? How old are you? How many dancers do you know? What have they done? They're going to dance. She started Michael Jackson was dancing. <laughs> They're going to do the Michael Jackson dance for us. Yeah. Going to marry someone. She are being told. This one is not a good idea. Marry. Have you ever seen an examiner or a head of sixth form saying to someone that, you know, you can't do this course. And then you are arguing. The person says, okay, okay, take A stars. Take it. Take it. Do it. Have you ever seen such a thing before? What do they do? Do what you want to do. Just do it. Because wise counsels, it's not for, it's not that you attain. You get there. You get there. It's not something that is thrown at you. We can't shove it down your throat. It's for a person of understanding. It's for a person of understanding. As long as you you don't get it, we just take it and put it in our back pocket and walk out and say, live. We may not say live. We'll be smiling and say, oh, yeah, okay. We understand. understand. In your head, we are saying, yeah, another one has been born. <laughs> that's all we that's all we'll say. Let's do it. Behaving like a three-year-old. Do you know how three-year-olds do everything they tell? Say, mommy, why? Mommy, why? Mommy, why? Mommy, why? Why? Daddy, why? 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 Baby Christian, why? Why? Everything, why? Understand. 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 Everything you are told. Bishop, why? We don't have anything to win. Bishop, why? Why? It's always easy to find out why. You see, one day, someone was going through a very difficult situation. And I remember I was talking to someone, I said, I don't understand why this is that immediately I said, No, what I'm saying is even like a prayer. So I said, No, I don't want to understand. It's okay. He should suffer. I don't want to know. 
Because I, my talk, my, my speech was like, why? You want to know why? You will experience it. If you experience it, you will see why. You want to know why you've been told don't do this? You will find out. You will. You will find out. You will find out. That is why wise counsel is for men and women of understanding. You are being enrolled in that college. You just joined the college of the people who understand. You are one of them. Bishop, why? <laughs> After this service, you are a man of understanding. And you are a woman of understanding. Childish debates, teenager arguments. Teenager, teenagers have some arguments that they, they teenagers can have you not been a teenager before? I've been a teenager before. They are the most boyish, youthful, childish human beings you can ever meet. They, and they have some passion for it and some arrogance. But it's okay, it's a face of life. It's a face. When you finish, you, you, you come and join us. Just, just don't stretch that you are 24 and you are still behaving like 19. You are 25, you are behaving like 18. That one will get worried. We will get worried. How long? How long? The scriptures say, how long will the fool hate knowledge? How long? How long will the fool hate knowledge? How long? How long is a fool going to be there? Say, I don't like facts. I don't like the data. I don't like the information. I don't like the counsel. I don't know. How long shall the fool hate knowledge? And the simple ones love simplicity. Do you know simple simplicity? It's like, let's take it as it is. Let's not analyze it too much. Too much talking. As it, that's, how, that's how it is. That's how it is. Bishop, you don't understand. Yes, I, I don't understand. You are simple-minded. Hey, Shop, you don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. The last time I checked, when I was preaching my first sermon in London, you were not born. That's the last time I checked. <laughs> yeah, the last time I checked, when I was preaching my first sermon here, when I was, I was called Pastor Richard, my first sermon here in London. You were not born. The last time I checked. So you tickle. I feel tickled when you say, you say I don't understand. <laughs> when you say I don't understand, that's how I feel. I feel like someone is tickling. <laughs> Bishop, you don't understand. Stop it. 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 Someone is tickling me. You shall understand. Yeah. Are you becoming a man of understanding? 
Tell your neighbor, I'm becoming a man of understanding. You shall, you, know, you shall attain unto wise counsel. Wise people will talk to you. Wise people will talk to you. Wise people will talk to you. They will talk to you. And when you see wise counsel, you appreciate it. Do you know that? Did you know that? Rich people appreciate gifts more than poor people. Did you know that? You didn't know that? A rich person, when you give a rich person even five pounds or something that costs five pounds will not stop saying thank you. Give a poor person 20 pounds and will say it's only 20 pounds. That's a poor person because because he doesn't know how to come by 20 pounds. He doesn't know how to come by 20 pounds. The attitude of the poor. Look, a poor, it's very difficult to go and help a poor person. Poor people. You will never be poor. Amen. Poor people, they are the most difficult group to assist. Or to give gifts to. They don't appreciate anything. They appreciate nothing. To talk back, say this because it's like they say the, the principles that have made them poor is what doesn't make them appreciate little things because they don't appreciate little things. They have dreams, in dreams that can never be fulfilled. It's like they are the ones that will tell you, wait, one day, one day I'll have what this 24 what one day I'll have one day you have start having now. Give a rich person five pounds. He would even uh, his first response would be, Do you have to? No, you don't have to. It's okay. This, you see, the person understands what it takes to earn five pounds. Five pounds. The person knows what it is. The person knows what five pounds is. Poor person doesn't know what it is. You even give him 20. You say, when I, when I ask them, they just give me 20 pounds. Just give me 20 pounds. After, after, after all, it cost, it cost 20 pounds. This, this oyster card thing that I asked, it was just 20 pounds that I needed the top of for. Just 20 pounds. <laughs> Next time someone does something for you, say thank you, okay? Cheers. Just say thank you. And say thank you immediately. It means you are becoming wise. You are, you are, you are growing up in your understanding. Just say thank you. And say thank you profusely. And mean it. Don't be there and feel that everything should be thrown at you. You deserve everything. It's, it's, a, it's a poor person's wisdom. Who thinks that he deserves everything. deserves attention. deserves this. You must do this for me. You must, why haven't you done this? You should have done this. You have done this. You shall escape that understanding. Amen. You shall have the understanding of the wise. Wise counsels attain, attain, attain. When you, you have a beloved and you are playing the buffoonery, you say, If you have a wise mother, she'll be telling you that cool down, it's okay, it's okay, cool down, it's all right. Because she knows, she knows that men are not for sale. If you've got one, it's okay, it's okay. He picks his nose, but it's okay. How many pillars do you have? 
Wow. It's time. Time is up. The third pillar is a pillar of the fear of the Lord, isn't it? The fear of the Lord. So fear God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fear of the Lord is it means to respect God and to respect or fear his role in your life. You should know that without God or if God is unhappy with you, what would your life be like? If God becomes unhappy with you, what would your life be like? How will you be? That is why the most educated person without God is a fool. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. If you fear God, you have reverence for his word. His word word will guarantee you of judgment. Whatever you sow, you will reap. In other words, it will grow, it will mature, it will come. So you, you you will think of what you are doing. Because there is a God who is in charge of time. So you will be wise today so that you can be great tomorrow. You don't have fear for God. Just live anyhow. Conduct yourself anyhow. Do things anyhow. You know, anything you do, consider God. Okay, Consider him. Consider your creator. Anything you do, anything at all you want to do, consider God. You become wise. Your consideration of God will make you wise. You will become wise immediately. Anything at all you do. Anything you feel, even when you feel, even when the feeling is strong, consider God. As soon as you consider him, you become a wise person. Your consideration of God makes you a wise person. Just, just think about God. What I'm doing, is he right? Because it's God. It's God that will teach you whether you should or you shouldn't. It's God. And your fear for God puts you on the right road. Just puts you on the right road. Just think about God. Don't think about your parents. If you think about your parents, you'll be a fool. Because they are not everywhere. They can't see everything. They will never know anything. So that's how you become a fool. When you just think, you decide the, the, the highest respect and regard you have on earth is to parents. No, it's to God. It's to God. Think about God, you become a wise person. Fear God. You see, you see immediately you have, you have become wise. Don't think, of, don't think of Bishop. Don't think of Bishop. Bishop, he doesn't even know your name. Bishop, he knows your face. You say, oh yeah, I recognize your face in church, but I don't know your name. So Bishop is not here, so it's like the girl was telling the Lord in the thing, say, when I when I come, you turn water into wine. It's like you didn't drink some. When I come, I'm going to drink then what we are going to do what? It's going to be what? Wow. Wow factor. You think about God at certain times and see whether you, you would even allow some things to occur to you. Yeah. So that's one of the common things you see about people who think about God. 
oh, oh, the Holy Spirit convicts them. So you see, you, you are with them. You all talk it. So you see, they, start, they say something that you wonder. What is he talking about? He's rebuking himself. Have you been with someone? The person, the person says, ah, peace. Peace, why? Oh, stop it, peace. The peace is driving. It's like, stop it, peace. It's like, it's like you, you have to arrest your thoughts and your imaginations. Because you've thought of God. Instead of gliding along, gliding, 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 gliding. You shall have the fear of God. Amen. I feel you are becoming intelligent. Amen. I feel the spirit of intelligence has descended upon you. Amen. You are walking out of this place with the gown of intelligence. And the fourth pillar was wisdom, isn't it? Do you remember wisdom? Mm, you shall be wise. Amen. You shall be wise. The characteristics of when the Holy Spirit influences and you have a certain kind of wisdom is seen in James chapter 3. Wisdom. Because there are different types of wisdom. He says that by the wisdom that is from above. So these are the characteristics that you will see in your life when the Holy Spirit has influenced the pillar of wisdom. One of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom. Isaiah 11 too. The tail of a lion is what? Ah. So it is still the Holy Spirit. And the nose of a lion is what? It's a lion. It's a, or, is it, or is it a dog? No. It's a lion. Is it a toy? No. It's a lion. If I, tomorrow, let's go to the London Zoo. I want you to stroke a lion on the nose. Say, say, it's only the nose. I don't want the lion. I want the nose. It's a lion. So the spirit of wisdom is the Holy Spirit. So it's the wisdom. Wisdom that the Holy Spirit is bringing and has worked on. Wisdom, wisdom is knowing how to do things. It is first pure. First pure. So you see, your ways are pure. Your decisions are pure. Pure means it's not defiled. It's not colored. It's not tainted. It's clear. It's clear. It's clear. Don't say, oh, a little trick here. Are you a Halloween, a Halloweenist? something little. So this kind of this kind of boys who grow up and they don't want to work hard, don't work nine to five. They say it's four one nine this. It's just a little thing here and there just to live. You know. Look, when you go home today, take a clear glass of water. <laughs> the thing that I'm saying that's it, isn't it? Yes. Take a clear glass of water. If you can find ink. Ink. Just a drop of ink, just a little drop into the water. And when you finish, drink it. It's just a drop. It's just a drop. Oh, one small 419. It's just a drop. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. It's just a drop. It's just a drop. 
One small fornication. One small fornication. Oh. Oh. Just one, one small fornication I, I, I want to do. You don't want me to hear the end of it. We don't want you to hear the end of it. One small fornication. Oh. 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 Just this little thing I want to do. Oh. You people. Hey. Church. Church folks. Hey. They can be judgmental, Papa. Okay, mm. the church people have stopped talking. That's a clear glass of water. Drop of ink. Drink it. When you are wise, you'll be pure. Your decisions will be pure. Your moves will be pure. Things you do will be pure. That's, that's Holy Ghost wisdom. Holy Ghost wisdom is pure. It's pure. You want to be rich, there'll be pure ways to be rich. You want to marry, there's a pure way to, be, to get married. There's a pure way to get married. Pure to choose a girl, beautiful girl. You choose a, you have a beautiful wedding. Pure. Pure. This backside business. Then peaceable. That is, when you are wise, you are a promoter and an engineer of peace. You create peace. When you meet two friends, the two friends become stronger. Have you seen those people when they, they join the party? And then the friends are no longer friends? Yeah. I'm showing you the tests. The tests. When you come along... There must be peace. How come since you started beloved dosing her, she doesn't talk to her mom again? (laughs) And then gentle. Gentle. When the Holy Spirit affects you, you are gentle. Gentle. Gentle means you are gradual very gradual. You are systematic. You don't jump stages. You don't say, oh no, this doesn't matter. Let's go. No. You go through stages and phases. You do everything that has to be done and you do it right. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. If you are wise, when you have to do GCSEs, you do it. When you have to do A-level, you do it. When you have to be in uni, you do it. When you have to get a job, you get a job. If you are wise, You'll be gentle. You go through the not that once you have to do GCSE, you say that I have to be getting money. What money will you get? So you see, soon you'll be 24. And I'll be <laughs> and I will be asking, okay, you'll be 27. And then we'll be asking you. We'll be asking, I don't know. It looks as though somebody knows someone who is 24. I don't know. I just mentioned the figure. So you'll be 27. You'll be 27. And then we'll be passionate. I mean, you see, we, we've also come with zeal. Zeal of love. We love you so much. So we say, ah, why don't you apply for a job here? But not knowing. You have not done things systematically. So as we've seen you at 27, we think everything has been done. But you jumped the stage. So you can't have some things. Internet, you're a thief.
Take it as speaking in tongues. Speaking tongues. Speaking tongues. You can continue the rest of us. And then the next sign, the next characteristic of wisdom from the Holy Spirit is that it's easy to be entreated. That is, you can be, you are easy to talk. Easy to advise. I mean, the word is easy. Easy to advise. It's not difficult at all to counsel you. Can you see the relation between that and the man of understanding? He obtained to wise counsel. Easy to tell you that you know what? This thing you don't you don't have arguments and debates. See, some of you, the wise person walked away from you, and you thought you had won the argument. But yeah, he, he actually walked away because if he failed, well, a wise person doesn't waste his time with fools. Yeah, so he walked away. So you thought, oh yeah, I've convinced him. I've convinced him. He understands. I made my point. I made my point. Yeah, I made my point. I think, I think he understands me now. I put, I put my foot down. I explain, I explain certain things to him. He's dipped it now. He's dipped it now. This is, he doesn't talk about it again. I think he's, he's accepted it. He's accepted it. Yes, accepted it. Yes, he's coming to terms with it. Yes, he's accepted it. He's put you on a course. It's called Discovery Channel. <laughs> easy to be entreated. You shall be easy to be entreated. You see this kind of attention seeking characters. Then they they have a way of creating a debate. So you spend the whole time on them explaining one issue to them. One issue. The longer you are spoken to, the more it proves that you are stupid. You will never be stupid. And you are healed from attention seeking. There are people, you see, five people, as soon as we are there, before we realize it's them. It's all about them. And they are enjoying it. You talk, then they talk back. You talk, then they talk back. You take that, 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 they, they, like, they just like it. Easy to be Then full of mercy. Hey, be forgiven, okay? Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. They shall obtain mercy. And then good fruits. You have good fruits, good things. Good things. You have good things. You answer the call. You'll be appointed as a pastor. You'll be ordained as a minister. You'll be a missionary. You'll save souls. Good fruits. Good fruits. Good fruits. Not that you are becoming a prolific fornicator. That shall never be your story. You have good fruits. Answering the call. Responding to the call. Becoming a pastor. Becoming a minister. Becoming a shepherd. Becoming a missionary. Saving souls. Going to a strange land. When we come together, we don't know anybody. You'll be introducing the people to us. These are good fruit. Souls that have been saved. Souls that have been saved. Souls that are fruits. 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 You have fruits. 
Don't you want to have fruits? Don't you want to have good fruits? Or you want to get pregnant and give birth like you're laying eggs? That's all. That's all you want to do in this life. Pregnancy. Pregnancy. Unbelievers get pregnant. I can't use that as your best fruit you have. You're laying eggs. Is that your vision? Answer the call. Hear the call. Answer the call. Become a pastor. Be a minister. Be a pastor. Have the flock you oversee. The scripture says, whom the Holy Ghost has given us oversight. The Holy Spirit gives you oversight over a flock. When you are a pastor, it is the working of the Holy Spirit on your life. It's not something you choose. It's the Holy Spirit that has given you oversight. Unbelievers are in the labor world. They say God is good. God is good. Take it therefore to yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. Overseer is like a shepherd, like a bishop, like a pastor. Overseer, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. It's not common sense. It's the Holy Spirit. Do you think I chose this job? No, but I like it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, but the Holy Spirit who gave it to me. I didn't choose this job. I didn't choose it. But there was a call, and I answered the call. And I'm glad I answered the call, and I followed the Holy Spirit. Because when I compare all the other things that I could be doing, unbelievers can do it as well. And they are too. I can't see where, it's like, I can't see any proof to myself that I'm following God. When, when I look to my left, an unbeliever is there. I go forward. Unbeliever, I go forward. Until I answer the call and I look left, unbelievers can come there. They know that now I have the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is at work. Spirit. That's when I saw the difference between Israel and Egypt. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Because when I pass an exam, unbelievers have passed exams. When I buy new shoes, unbelievers have bought new shoes. When I travel, when I when I travel, I sit on an aeroplane full of unbelievers. I go on holidays. Unbelievers are on holiday. All of these things I can attribute directly to the Holy Spirit. Good fruits till I enter the ministry, the ministry to be a servant of God, to serve God, to give myself, my time, my intelligence, my strength, my life, my life to serving God. Then I looked around me. I said, "Aha! Uh-huh, this is a Holy Ghost zone. You shall enter a Holy Ghost zone. You'll be there. Good fruits." They're without partiality, you know. You understand it, don't you? Yeah. No, no party spirit. And then without hypocrisy. Be real. Tell your neighbor, be real, okay? Be real. Be real. Tell them, stop pretending. Be real. 
Be real. That's wisdom. Stand to your feet and give the Lord a clap offering. Is that how you learned how to clap? What are the four pillars of intelligence? Number one is what? Knowledge. Knowledge. Two, understanding. Three, the fear of God. Four, wisdom. Clap for yourselves. You shall become intelligent beings. Intelligent beings. The Holy Spirit will be there. Everything that you do will be pure. Peace. 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 When you speak or you do something that has brought war, it means you've not been wise. It means you've not been wise. You whisper something to this friend, there's peace. There's, there's trouble. You, when, what you said was, it's not a wise statement. If it was a wise thing, there'll be peace. Thank God for today. Just thank him. Just pray and thank him for the Holy Spirit to influence your intelligence. Your intelligence. Your intelligence. Your intelligence. Everybody praying from the back to the front. Everybody praying for the Holy Spirit. Pray 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 for him. Pray for him. To affect your intelligence. Affect your intelligence. Your intelligence. Your intelligence. Your intelligence. Pray. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Masha talabradivistoya. Malibre disto. Malibre dima. La libre di blecastoya. Tadian de la bracasta. Moko vama labra diba laba diba laba diba laba daba doste laba doste makaza matisto pray the Holy Spirit is here to influence you to influence you to affect you to affect you he will he will he will he will he will he will anything you are lacking he will give it to you anything you are lacking he will give it to you anything any area you found yourself deficient lacking he will give it he will supply it he will supply it he's supplying it he's supplying it he's supplying it he'll give it to you he will 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 masha panda laba diba laba diba laba diba daba sabanda labadi labradeshte namrakasta nahuka protostapa laba diba kaba laba handa laba haba yaba yebradishte 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 Yebradishte, 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 Mazunda Labradima Labradiba Kabalaba Diba Labadawa Labadiba Daba 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 Stabaya, Mazunda Labradiba Kushta. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your precious word. Your precious word, Lord. We love your word. We are glad you spoke to us through your holy scriptures, Lord. Father, according to your scriptures, May we come under an absolute influence of the Holy Spirit. May the Holy Spirit affect our intelligence, affect our knowledge, our wisdom, our fear of you, O God, 
our understanding, Lord, we welcome the Holy Spirit into these areas, Lord, of our lives. May he rule. May the Holy Spirit rule in our lives and rule in every area of our lives and every aspect of our lives. Thank you for a blessed time in your presence. Thank you for a good time in your presence. In Jesus' name, oh God. Now, while every eye is closed and every head is bowed, I want to pray for you. I want to say a special prayer for you. Special prayer for you today. And I want to pray for you if you are here. You've been coming to church or you've been going to church or today is your first time here and deep in your heart you feel far from God. You don't have a relationship with God. But today you can tell by the prompting of the Holy Spirit maybe you don't even know that it is the Holy Spirit that is speaking to you. You can tell that I am far from God. I need to get closer to God. I need to give my life to God. You want to say this afternoon, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want a new life. I want a better life. I want to be saved. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you want me to pray for you, I also want to pray for you. While every eye is closed and every head is bowed, if you are here like that, I want to lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus today. Just just your right hand. God bless you. God bless you. Lift up high so I can see you. God bless you. Pastor, pray with me today. Today. I can see those hands. I can see those hands. You also want to join in. I'm waiting for you to join in. It's your turn today. Today is your day to give your life to Jesus. Say, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. I need God in my life. I want my sins to be forgiven. Just your right hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Pastor, pray with me. Pastor, pray with me. Make that decision. You are making a decision for yourself. It's not a group decision. That's why I said every eye be closed and every head bow because it's not a group decision. It's a decision you are making for yourself. You are choosing heaven or hell. You are choosing God or waywardness. That's what you are choosing today. That's what I said. It's it's not a group. It's not by you and your friend, you and your sister, you and your brother. It is just you and God today. Just your right hand. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. God bless you. I can see all those hands. I can see all those hands all over the place. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You have your hand lifted up. You lifted up your hand. I want you to do one more thing. I want you to walk out of your seats and come to me right here in the front. Come. Yes, you lifted up your hand. Come. Come and join us right here in the front. Come. Come all the way. Every hand that went up. Come. Even if you didn't lift up your hand. But you want to give your life to Jesus. Maybe you didn't know that I'll call us to the front. Come. 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 Come from wherever you are. Nowhere is too far. Come. Don't be shy. Don't be ashamed. Don't be shy. Don't be ashamed. You want to give your life to Jesus. Come. Come. You need Jesus in your life. You lifted up your hand. You didn't lift up your hand. But deep in your heart, you can tell that you need God. You need God in your life. Come. You are the one I'm inviting. Come. Come. Come out of your seat. Yes, Lord. I'm waiting for you as we're saying. 
I'm waiting for you as we sing just as I am. Yes. 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 Yes, Lord. Yes. Every eye closed, every head bowed. There's always one more person who is finding it difficult. We are used to it. You are not strange. The difficulty you are having, we've seen it before. You can even ask the person standing next to you that I want to go. I want to go give my life to Jesus today. I feel it in my heart. I feel it in myself that today is my day. I'm giving you this one more chance. One more chance. One more chance. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to give your life. You can feel it that today I have to give my life to Jesus. Give you this one more chance to walk out and come. You can ask the person by you that I can go with you. I would like you to come with me. And come. We are going to sing through one more time. I know there's one more person today to give your life to Jesus. As we sing, I want you to come. I want you to just come out of your seat. You can ask your friend if he wants you to walk with him or if he wants you to come. And come. I'm waiting for you as we sing. Yes. Yes. Today is your day for salvation. For salvation. Come for salvation. Come. 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 It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Sing it one more time. Yes, Lord. Every eye close one more time and let's say this prayer together. I want everybody here help us as we say this prayer and those in front say it even more meaningfully than all of us. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you today just as I am. I am a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ died for me and he rose up on the third day. Say, Lord Jesus, say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. I want to serve you, I want to live for you from today. You will be my God. I will serve you. I will live for you. I will no longer serve Satan. Say it. I will no longer serve Satan. I belong to Jesus. Say it out loud. Say, I belong to Jesus. I am born again. I am saved. 
by the blood of Jesus. Say thank you father for accepting me and making me a child of yours. In Jesus name. Shout it in Jesus name. Amen. Father now I pray for these ones. May they be established in your kingdom. In Jesus name. Amen. Shout a good amen. Amen.